Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I want to set the stage for this next conversation. We're about to speak to Jen Oxborough, who is the executive director of the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition. This conversation actually started a few weeks ago. Uh, I heard from the Salt Lake City Police Department uh, as they have been actively monitoring and tracking calls related to domestic violence. And uh, this, again, was some time ago. Uh, they have been tracking these numbers since the beginning of the uh, governor's directive to stay home. And since we have started in earnest p- engaging in this social distancing, they saw that there had been an increase in domestic violence-related 911 calls of 33%. And that broke my heart. That day we spoke to uh, the police department. They talked about, uh, you know, some of the frustrations that people feel all cooped up and some of the terrible and unfortunate ways they have reacted to those frustrations. On that same day, we reached out to the uh, Domestic Violence Coalition here in the state of Utah, and we learned uh, that they had seen themselves upticks of some 50 to 60 percent uh, of calls being made to their organization looking for help or guidance or uh, some sort of relief. Well, uh, I had hoped that that would be it. I had hoped that it wouldn't increase or I wouldn't see any statistics that uh, broke my heart even further. Uh, And then one came just yesterday. Uh, This came in the form of a tweet uh, by Nathan Ivey, who is a commissioner in Utah County. Uh, He writes uh, at today, and this is yesterday, at today's meeting uh, for Utah County 911 dispatch, it was reported that we have seen a 75% increase in domestic violence calls. This is not good news and exactly why we are trying to consider all aspects of public health in our response to COVID-19. This morning, Amy reached back out to the Salt Lake City Police Department. She spoke to Detective Michael Ruff and she asked him uh, very frankly what the numbers look like compared to two weeks ago. I'm looking at the numbers here. It's gone down a little bit, but it's, it's down not it's not quite that high i can't give you a percentage it's dropped a little but we're still seeing an increase in those calls so while they're seeing an increase uh, amy asked what has led to those higher numbers it's gone up since we've had people stuck inside which is ex- to be expected unfortunately you put people in close proximity with stress and those kinds of things tend to go up people lose their ability there's ways that they usually cope with things so that's one of the things we're asking people is find a way to separate yourself find something that can distract you we know it's difficult but we definitely are seeing that rise and we want to make sure that we do everything we can to avoid that in addition to the suggestion there by detective ruff to separate yourself as best you can you know while still exercising prudence and good judgment 
Uh, Amy asked what suggestions, what other suggestions uh, would the department have for people? The, the big thing, I think, is, is finding ways to, uh, to, to make sure that you can keep yourself mentally, you know, in well-being. And I know that there's been a lot of talk about that from other agencies and other resources. But find what you can do, and whether it's being able to go to a different part of the house, you know, people can still go out and take a walk. Find a way to deal with that stress, and, and you know, or if you need help, certainly that's the other big thing. Call us. We're still responding to calls. Um, you know, if, if you need something from the police department, violence is not acceptable. You know, even if it's you're getting into a heated argument, we'd rather somebody call us and let us come deal with that and try to defuse that situation and, and make sure that there's nobody that's hurt or even nobody that gets arrested. We'd rather deal with that early. So we're still here. We want people to know that as well. We're, we're still coming to calls and our patrol officers are still out there handling everything like they have always done and we'll continue to do so as long as we're around. All right. So the police are a resource. Uh, and now let's turn to another resource available to folks here in the state of Utah. Utah Domestic Violence Coalition Executive Director Jen Oxborough is my guest again. Uh, Jen, let me first uh, ask you, how are you holding up? You doing all right? Oh, thanks so much. Yes, we are holding up. We are doing really well. We're working together. We're finding solutions. This team of programs across the state that serve survivors provides over 100,000 nights of emergency shelter every year. So, um, we're used to working within crisis, and we're just going to keep finding ways to get this work done. It's so important. Since this new now in which we're living right now uh, has commenced, there are certain realities that emerge. Uh, it's not so easy to, to pay the bills anymore. There are certainly questions for many about how they will make the mortgage payment, pay the rent, uh, get food onto the shelves, make sure that the roof stays over our head. These are real, real stresses, and you compound all those uh, by the, the directive, by uh, those handing out advice that we need to stay in very close proximity to one another as we uh, essentially shelter in place and stay home uh, as often as possible. Since you and I, uh, Jen, last spoke two weeks ago, what, uh, what have you seen? How have things changed at all? What lessons have you learned? Well, we're, we're learning that it's really different in different parts of the state. So, um, some places have a different mix of resources than others, and some are really limited in their resources overall. Um, we also see the COVID rates are very different in different places. Um, there are some tribal communities in the southeast part of the region that are being hit especially hard, and there's a real lack of resources there. Um, so our advocacy work, we're challenged to find the right type of help and get it to people within their communities in the ways that they need. Um, our services are available still 24-7. You can reach out to a professional victim advocate and talk totally confidentially. So if you're scared to call the police or you don't know what to do, um, you can reach out to us on our crisis line 24-7, totally confidentially, one 800 897 link. That's 1 800 897 5465. Um, if it's a matter of personal safety, please always call 911. Um, as you know, the law enforcement officers have said, and, and let them come and provide some help and support to you. You recently joined uh, KSL News Radio's uh, Maria Chaleos as she hosts uh, a podcast called Healthy Mind Matters. I'm going to share that on my own Facebook page, uh, and so folks will have uh, even greater access to you and your expertise and the good work being done by your organization. Let me ask you, uh, have any trends uh, emerged or developed uh, in the last two weeks since you and I last spoke. Is there anything uh, that may be a, a common challenge for folks as they find themselves in this new circumstance that they ought to combat or at least keep an eye out for? You know, the thing that really stands out to me is the um, 
the the new way of isolating. So someone who is abusive, someone who is aggressive, will often use isolation um, to manage the person that they're trying to control. And this gives them a whole new venue for that. So um, we need to be really careful when we are the person that's been trusted um, to understand what's going on, that we aren't unintentionally, maybe out of fear, imposing shame or guilt or um, exacerbating the risk for someone. Sometimes when an abuser, um, someone who's choosing to use abuse and aggression, uh, is, is held accountable, they can, they can become more aggressive. And so it's really important to talk to the survivor, talk to the victim, and, um, and be able to uh, respect that they're the ones that are surviving this and they know their situation better than anyone. Um, so please connect with a victim advocate. Talking with a professional victim advocate reduces risk of reassault by 65% because we immediately start safety planning to that specific situation. Good deal. Uh, time has run out. What's the link line? It's 1-800-897-LINK, L-I-N-K. You can also find resources on our website if that's a safer way. Um, if it doesn't feel safe to call but you want to do some exploring uh, and see what resources are available, it's the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition, which is udvc.org. Outstanding. Jen, thank you so much. Executive Director of the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition. Unfortunate and tragic reality of this coronavirus is that as we exercise this social distancing and end up cooped up at home for more time than we are accustomed, uh, sometimes uh, tempers flare and uh, violence is never, never the answer. You heard uh, Detective Ruff from Salt Lake City Police Department say that. You heard Jen Oxborough say that, uh, and it is absolutely right. Uh, if you feel yourself getting steamed, uh, separate yourself from the situation. If you find yourself on the receiving end of violence, uh, y you call 911, or if, uh, if it's not yet to that level and you need some help, uh, the link line. As you heard, 1-800-897-LINK, 5465. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, it's expected that when we come back, we will be joining the press conference hosted by state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn. Today, we're going to hear from a few more characters. John Gleason, public information officer with UDOT, as well as Joe Doherty with the Utah Division of Emergency Management, addressing reporters next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. <laughs> 